0: Because right. a lot of patients, especially early on, don't under don't fully recognize this is a lot of mindset work totally. as much as it is nutritional work. And I think you go into it like, okay, yep, it's the nutrition. Like we talk a lot about that. Then they realize, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, this is emotionally a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes. There's my relationship with the food my relationship with other people, the culture yeah. of how I'm eating, where I'm eating, why I'm eating. Like, it's a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah, when absolutely. you have
0: established a foundation of habits, it becomes who you are. It's your lifestyle. It is you. And yeah. then when it gets hard, when the weight loss slows down, if you re- regain some weight, all weight, if something just happens in your life, divorce, right. Or you're a caregiver and now you have to care for an elderly parent or spouse, whatever. You don't have to think and exert energy and willpower onto habits. It's just the foundation of how you reset and recalibrate. So that's kind of just like the spiel I like to give is how important it is and really leveraging it early on when it's easier to commit to those things.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate that you say that establishing a foundation. I know when I'm working with, um, you know, bariatric patients who are now, you know, training for something or they're, you know, they have these increased demands from their new exercise routine, whatever. um, We always talk about the bariatric nutrition basics, which are the established habits that hopefully you started before the surgery, but certainly in that first year post-op too, like you're saying, when things are going, you know, relatively great. um, But those habits are what carry you for life. And like you said, I, I couldn't agree with you more, um, they impact then how you do in all these other situations. So whether it's now I want to train for this half marathon, but if we don't have the basics of taking our vitamins every day, eating on a consistent schedule, drinking our fluids and staying hydrated, how is that going to transfer then when you are trying to do another layer of maybe something a little bit more difficult, like, you know, a training program or stress in your life, things like that. So gosh, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm so glad that you say that. Welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tarapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 27 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, Bariatric Sports Dietitian. I'm so excited today to have on the podcast, Kate Foos. Kate is a surgical residency-trained physician assistant from Yale Norwalk Hospitals in Connecticut. She obtained her Master's of Medical Science at Wake Forest School of Medicine in North Carolina. Kate has over 10 years of clinical and operative experience in bariatrics, general and plastic, and reconstructive surgery. She is additionally board-certified as a specialist in obesity and weight management. Her passion lies in serving weight loss surgery patients throughout their entire operative journey. She carries a special interest in serving those struggling with post-operative weight regain and or slow weight loss through her online support group community, Banana Bariatrics. She believes in a whole foods nutritional approach for overall health and wellness. When Kate has extra time on her hands, she enjoys pouring it inside Banana being present with her daughter and husband, and traveling the world with her family to experience new cultures and cuisines.
0: Thanks so, so much for being here today, Kate. Thanks, Kim. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know we've gotten to get to know each other here online. and um, In fact, I was going to tell you this before we started recording. I've, we've got some uh, videos coming up that I'm going to be releasing on my page that we did together. So I'm looking forward to putting those out there where we kind of chatted about sports nutrition and things like that.
0: Yes, those were so great. I can't wait to see them. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, cool. So can you tell us a little bit more about your career path
1: and more specifically like working with the bariatric population? How did you get started there?
0: Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned in the intro, I did, um, my background's a lot of surgery and I really love surgery. I started pretty broad when I was doing my training and doing all the different kinds but I loved rounding on my bariatric patients. I just love them. I love talking to them about health and wellness. I love surgery. And a lot of my background was in the operating room and inpatient. And, um, my jobs kind of reflected that and they changed because I'm married to a physician. And so during his training, every couple of years, we bounced around together. So the same, I didn't always have the same specialty. So You know, I bulk of it was general surgery, multidisciplinary. Mm -hmm. And then when we moved for his training, I did plastics for like five or six extra years after that. But what I loved is I still got to see my bariatric patients. Because Mm -hmm. I got to see them way down the road when they had all this extra skin that they wanted to have removed. Sure. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, recently we were back, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, and now I'm just in bariatric surgery in an outpatient Mm -hmm. clinic, which I love. I'm a mom. So it's like work-life balance here now, but it's been a beautiful journey to get here because of just understanding what it takes to get up to surgery and then knowing exactly what it's like being in a hospital going through surgery that first year and then all of the questions that follow after of what do I do like what do I do with all this skin and I'm sure you get so many of those questions of like can I tone it can I take like collagen like all that stuff yes So it's a very full circle um background that really ties in my passion for serving the bariatric community I love it I love love
1: that. So you've really had experience in every stage of a bariatric journey. And and that's really great. And I'm sure such a great help and resource to your patients.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just even the little stuff, because I did all the different kinds. So a lot of patients will have kidney stones, and a lot Mm -hmm. of that ties into dehydration. And so I worked in urology for a bit. And so I know exactly, you know, just some of those Ancillary questions they might have, mm-hmm. um, just that, to touch on that. But um, I love it, and I I really just love being available to have that patient education chance in the clinic that I lacked yeah. in the hospital. Because you know how it is in the hospital, so busy, you don't have a lot of time. Right. You're just rounding on the floor. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I love the clinic because now I get you know my patient appointment times with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about. I know, kind of, an area of expertise and area that you're interested in is you talk a lot about like establishing habits for bariatric yes. uh, patients. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the principles that you discuss with your bariatric patients um, on how to establish like newer, consistent habits?
0: Oh, well, first, we have to set the expectation of how important it is to have consistency in your habits. And mm-hmm. I say, and I love bringing this up when they're early on after surgery because, you know, they're. And I don't mean any offense to your listeners who are who are sure. in this phase of their journey, um, right. but it's the yellow brick road. Like the weight is coming off relatively easy. Things are really great. And to set expectations, that will not always be the case. It's going to get hard. And they maybe have had encountered some plateaus that felt really long, a couple weeks. Yeah. And so I always say to them, I said, listen, while you're feeling great and your motivation is really high- leverage that to focus on building consistency in the bariatric guidelines and the habits we talk about all the time, your water, right? Get your water. And that's utmost importance, you know, um, get your protein in and just start with moving your body on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be complex habits. Don't have to be like, and you, you know, I'm sure you talk to your patients all the time too. It's like, you don't have to be at the gym for 45 minutes, five days a week. Like I don't even do that. No, <laughs> I do, right? Right. It's yeah, just right. That's life that's not realistic. Right. Do right. something that's realistic that you can do consistently and churn it out while your motivation is high and you're in a really good headspace. Because right. a lot of patients, especially early on, don't under don't fully recognize this is a lot of mindset work totally. as much as it is nutritional work. And I think you go into it like, okay, yep, it's the nutrition. Like we talk a lot about that. Then they realize, oh, wow. <sighs> Yeah, this is emotionally a lot. A lot. Yes. There's my relationship with food, my relationship with other people, the culture yeah. of how I'm eating, where I'm eating, why I'm eating. like. It's a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah, when absolutely. you have
0: established a foundation of habits, it becomes who you are. It's your lifestyle. It is you. And yep. then when it gets hard, when the weight loss slows down, if you re- regain some weight, all weight, if something just happens in your life. Divorce, or you're a Mm -hmm. caregiver, and now you have to care for an elderly parent or spouse, whatever. You don't have to think and exert energy and willpower onto habits. It's just the foundation of how you reset and recalibrate. So that's kind of just like the spiel I like to give is how important it is and really leveraging it early on when it's easier to commit to those things.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate that you say that establishing a foundation. I know when I'm working with, um, you know, bariatric patients who are now, you know, training for something or they're, you know, they have these increased demands from their new exercise routine, whatever. um, We always talk about the bariatric nutrition basics, which are the established habits that hopefully you started before the surgery, but certainly in that first year post op, too, like you're saying, when things are going, you know, relatively great. um, But those habits are what carry you for life. And like you said, I, I couldn't agree with you more, um, they impact then how you do in all these other situations. So whether it's now I want to train for this half marathon, but if we don't have the basics of taking our vitamins every day, eating on a consistent schedule, drinking our fluids and staying hydrated, how is that going to transfer then when you are trying to do another layer of maybe something a little bit more difficult like you know, a training program or stress in your life, things like that. So gosh, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm so glad that you say that. So it sounds like you, you really focus in on those foundational habits and and making sure that folks have those implemented, certainly in the beginning.
0: Well, yeah. And to your point too, there's so many patients that will come in and they'll want to do the next big thing, right? It's like, okay, I'm motivated. I want to just jump into meal prep. I'm going to meal prep like five days, whatever, four days a week. I'm going to do all these recipes. And then when we really break it down, you know, it's just too much. It's like, there's so much on Instagram and Pinterest and all the Facebook groups of all these recipes. And you've got all these cookbooks and all these things. And it's like overwhelming and it paralyzes, you know, my patients because then it's like, well, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just not going to start. So to your point, it's like, okay, don't even stress about like, this is literally what I tell my patients. I'm like, all right, let's just get rid of this whole concept of complex meal prep prep and meal planning. And let's just start with our basics of the 60 grams, at least of protein. But how Mm -hmm. do we do that very easy when it comes to meal prep? Like, how do we make it super, super, super easy and fun at the same time? Right. So I always say one, here's a tip is if you like eggs, I know eggs are hit or miss with patience. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> but I'm totally. like, okay. Hard boil eggs, right? Hard yes. boil eggs. You will be at the stove at one point or another during the week. So while you're there, be resourceful. Put a pot of water on and just drop in a dozen eggs. Like so, yep. which means when you're at the grocery store, you have to now buy two dozen eggs if you're buying right. one, right? And right. so that's how you reverse engineer the micro steps that they need to do. And so that's mm-hmm. all you do for that week. The next time you go to the grocery store, you just pick up a second dozen of eggs. And mm-hmm. then whenever you're at, like you have it stacked, whenever right. you're at the oven, at the stove, then you just make your hard boiled eggs and it's no extra work. You're there anyway. And exactly. now you put it right in your fridge and you have meal prepped. It's not sexy. It's not complicated. No, it's oh my hard. gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then you can grab an egg throughout the day, whatever. And now you're yeah. hitting, you're working toward your protein goals. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I start with them. It does not have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you do have to try to do that consistently. And when you do something, and this isn't how you establish these habits, I guess is where I'm getting to, is when you do something, make sure you don't miss an opportunity to be curious about that moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. Did it work? Yes or no. And don't beat yourself up. Again, the mindset piece, don't beat yourself up if one day or one week, you don't do it just say, and you've been liking to do it and you have been doing it, why didn't that work, right? Right. Are you going on vacation? Like, has it been a crazy work week? Like, okay, that's fine. Those are facts. That's data. What are you going to do with that data? How can you look at, okay, if then, so if I'm in a similar situation another week, you know, you're going to have a week like that coming up again at some point in your life. So if that I'm in that situation again, then what am I going to do different just to do a little bit better? Right. What can I do? So having that attitude and curious mindset instead of a judgmental, harsh, harsh attitude will make it easier for you to be in the right headspace to keep making progress toward your goals and to keep doing things consistently to establish a healthy habit.
1: Yeah. And I love that you said just having a curious mindset because I think it is important and uh, trying to get away from that judgment or oh I had a bad day or you know it's a day you know and this is data like you said it's just like when I talk with uh, people about you know logging and I don't say people have to do it every single day for their life cuz that's that's tedious for most folks um but it's it's a snapshot in time it gives you good data in terms of what am, what are my patterns right now am I meeting what I need to do in terms of you know if I want to train for something am I eating enough carbohydrate each meal but it's like you said it's habit stacking it's it's making these things come to fruition by planning ahead, being mindful, like you said, if you get off track, how do i get back on track? and i think those are all really really helpful tips, especially in that first year getting these things established so that you know, you take those with you as you move forward.
0: Well, yeah. And it's, it's also like keeping yourself accountable. Right. And To be loving to yourself in that process and to not beat yourself up and to only talk to yourself like you would a friend or a loved one. But yeah, when Kim, you're right. Like when you're tracking your calories for a day, even if it's just for a day, be honest, like every bite, every sip, track it down and then just look at it and be real with yourself. Like, okay, you know what? This is kind of a habit that's sneaking back in an unhealthy habit of late night eating. Listen, I struggle with it too. I'm by no means perfect. Okay, what can I do to better myself a little like, how can I position myself to make it better for the next time? Is it not even having it in the house? Can I just reflect on what drove me to eat in the first place is it an emotion that's driving it? Is it really Mm -hmm. I'm hungry? Or is it just a craving? And so how can I just think about that or just recognize that it's an emotional eating tendency that I have? Because Mm -hmm. once you start doing that, then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. um, And really kind of unpack that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, but just take it one step at a time and just be and zoom out. That was the last thing I was going to say is, you know, we can get so caught up like, oh my gosh, I've regained five pounds. And, and we derail our mindset of, oh my gosh, all the weight's going to come back. It's this fear of like, I'm a failure. And now the surgery is not working for me. It's like, no, no, it's just data. It's just five pounds. What got me here? You know, if it was some old habits coming back in, okay then this is just a snapshot in time. Zoom out and look at the big picture. How much weight have you lost, right? Like you've probably lost a lot of weight. Give yourself kudos and credit for all of your hard work. This is not just, you know, to extrapolate your success or failure at surgery. This is a lifelong journey. Yeah. This is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. You don't have to lose everything in six months, and you don't have to lose everything in one year. And put your blinders on and get off social media and stop comparing yourself to other people. Like, oh my gosh, she lost so much weight and not the same. Yeah. No, that's like a whole
1: other soapbox. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and it's hard. It's so hard. It's such a it's like hard. you said, this is such a journey. And um, I know even when I'm working with my folks that are, you know, they have specific exercise goals or whatever. It's there's so much more that goes into just thinking about what, we've, what we're what we going to eat for the day or what we're doing for exercise. There's, there's so much more, there's life, there's emotions, there's relationships that we've had with food in the past that are impacting how we make choices now. And it's, it's mm-hmm. just a lot. And, and like we always say, so the bariatric surgery is just a tool, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, Implementing all these habits, like you're saying, are are really what help optimize the tool for the long term. Um, And that kind of brings me to, you know, do you have core bariatric nutritional or exercise guidelines or habits that you encourage your uh, patients to try to incorporate anything specific?
0: I think we start with the basics always, and just try yeah. to do that consistently. Vitamins, sure. water, protein, trying to move your body a couple of days a week, and then incorporating strength training to build muscle to fuel your metabolism and to help Absolutely. sustain weight loss long term. After that, I say, where are your calories at? Because if you're at a stall or your your weight loss has slowed down you probably are under eating. I hear that from a lot of patients, like they're struggling just to get a thousand calories. So I said, listen, you got to start there, you know, and it's hard in the beginning, but that's where I usually recommend. And then from there build up, um, and just see how the scale does and, and use the scale, you know, on a weekly basis. So you're not getting caught into the details and nuances of the day-to-day fluctuations. Um, and then I say, okay, listen, how's your stress? How's your sleep? You know, and then it's like, oh, well, I work night shift or I haven't been sleeping. I only get four hours of sleep. And so it's like, okay, well, that is going to stall your weight loss too because of your cortisol levels and your stress. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what about your other medical conditions? You know, so that's the medical side of like, do you have insulin resistance? Do you have right. pre insulin resistance? You know, because that's also hormones also play a role. Are you going through menopause? You know, there's, have you had any other stressors going on? Are you recovering from a surgery? You know, hmm. all these, other things tie into your body's physiology and why weight loss might be slowing down um, or regain may be happening. So that's kind of where those are the big ones that I always yeah. press on and stressors, you know, just yeah. to hit a day stressors. And, you know, it's funny because I'll ask patients and they're like, I mean, and they kind of laugh. They're like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't have stress, like work stress, but yeah, but that is significant. Like if you're totally. working at a job, I had a patient the other day, been working on a job for almost 20 years. and. On in tears because she dreads going to work and it's so oh. stressful and all these reasons. And I'm like, that is such a significant impact on your health journey, not even weight, but just like your yeah. overall stress and inflammation, everything. True. And that is day after day compounded. That's chronic stress. Mm-hmm. That can lead to detrimental medical conditions on the side, which we won't even go there. But right. it's, it's really just accepting like, okay, well, how do I reduce the stress in my life? Yeah. And then it'll make it easier for you for you to hit your health goals in the long term. Yeah. And I'm
1: glad that you pointed that out because I think, you know, we often just focus in on like, oh, what am I eating? What am I doing for exercise? Why am I not losing weight? And like you just said, there's so many other things that impact this weight loss journey and for life, you know, regardless of whether you've had surgery or not, but certainly with the surgery, it adds to it. Um, and I think that we get, you know, I I will hear that too. You know, I'm at a, I started training for a half marathon and I've actually gained weight and I'm like, and they're all, you know, they'll go, how is that? How can that be? I'm like running, you know, a ton. And, and sometimes it just comes down to, they're not recovering properly. Their body is chronically inflamed inflamed. inflamed. They're not giving their body some rest and recover. They're not getting good sleep. They're not eating properly. I mean all the things tie together and that impacts you know what the weight might say on a scale and and I also liked how you noted you know checking in maybe once a week I, I typically say the same thing to my patients as well you know um, at least you know once a week is a good kind of gives you a good snapshot picture um, instead of that day-to- day where you might be retaining water because you had a hard workout yesterday or maybe you increased your carbohydrates the day before in preparation for a harder workout when you take in more carbs that takes in water to the cell and you know you might see the nail number on the scale go up a little bit and that's okay you know but I like that you said kind of once a week, it's helps with folks not getting maybe overly focused on just kind of a number that is so fluctuating, you know, so many things impact yeah.
0: it. Well, and body composition too. Yeah. How yeah, is totally. your body actually changing? Because I'm sure yes. your athletes, their muscle mass is, is increasing, yes. their their fatty, their fat mass is decreasing. And so all yeah. of that plays into body composition, waist circumference shrinking. So how are your clothes fitting? How is your energy? How is your mood? Like all of these things can be really positively reinforceful to motivate you to go out and to train and to do these things. And if you step on a scale, and this is what you have to be really real with yourself. Like you just have to know, am I the kind of person that I'm going to step on the scale that is going to dictate the kind of person I am or the kind of day I'm going to have. You step on the scale and you're like, Oh, that number looks great then I deserve to have like this and this cookie and this piece of cake and this whatever, because the scale told me so. Or you could step on it and say, regardless of what the scale shows, I'm just going to be consistent with what makes me feel good. Working out makes me feel good. Getting my protein makes me feel good. Strength training and lifting heavier weights makes me feel strong. That's awesome. And my clothes are fitting better and I'm sleeping better. And I feel like I have better control of my anxiety and my stress and my depression is getting better. I have an outlet for that. So why step on a scale? If you know that that's going to derail your headspace and be like, what am I doing this for? Like, why, why am I subjecting myself? So yeah, Yeah. those non-scale focus on those non-scale victories too. And and not then don't abuse a piece of plastic <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> For yeah, it's so the data yeah, is true,
1: <laughs> yeah, totally so that kind of ties into what I was going to ask you next, which is I know that you do focus a lot on um, with your patients specifically you work with them on weight regain um, or slow you know weight loss what are some of the you know specific maybe concepts or strategies that you work on with a patient that comes to you and is having weight regain what kinds of things would you typically focus in on?
0: you know first thing I just say is what you said before with your clients and your patients, it's just track your calories for one day, just Mm -hmm. to see where you are. It's, it's sometimes hard to even finish a day because by the afternoon you're busy and kids are home and, you know, and so just committing to one day to just see where you're at. And then from there, we say, where do we want to work? Are we doing our basics? Are we getting our vitamins in? And you start with one of those things. You don't start with all three. You start with yeah. one. And then I say, okay, let's take vitamins because we haven't talked about vitamins yet. All right. So yeah. how many days of the week are you actually taking all of your bariatric vitamins? And this is where patients really need to understand you need to be on bariatric vitamins, you guys. When you're on social media, so I have to put a little plug out there, but when you're on social media and you hear people who are like, oh, my labs were fine, I am not taking bariatric vitamins, you cannot, peer support is not the same as professional support, okay? So you have to take your bariatric vitamins because we're the ones that are seeing these patients who aren't you know, right. and right. you forget, or you forget to refill your subscription. And then you're like, oh, I don't feel anything. And then you get right. your labs done and your vitamins are in the tanker now. And you've been having all these symptoms related to that totally. increasing your risk of complications and issues with surgeries, your mm-hmm. surgery. Right. And so then it's like, you want to talk about what we call polypharmacy, how many pills you have to take So to replete all these vitamin deficiencies, it's like, oh, don't go there. So just, okay. All right. So that's my soapbox. So how (laughs) many days a week are you on your vitamins? All right. All right. So let's say three days. Are you taking all of them? Are you on a multivitamin and an iron and a calcium? And if you've had the switcher, Sadie, are you doing your ADEKs, your fat soluble Mm -hmm. vitamins? If Mm -hmm. not, then take all work on just getting all of them in consistently in the right vitamin and you you're a great person and dietitians are great resources to help you with those details. Okay, totally. Then I say, okay, let's say we master three days consecutively. Let's do four days. What would that look like? Let's do five. You keep on that one goal until you get every single day and then you just rinse and repeat rinse and repeat until you feel like that is now a healthy habit. That is a foundation of your lifestyle. You are someone who takes vitamins every single day and you are someone who has it on subscription and you get them. And okay, you know what? You miss a day or two, doesn't matter. That's okay next school right and that's where we start so we start with the basics and then we kind of tailor it specifically to how we dial it up you want to train for a half marathon you want to try to do all these things 5k 10k right like then you can take it and get fancy you want to meal prep and do the fancy cookbook recipes and do all that stuff then that's when you do it but you have to do the basics first and then and that's that's a lot of like when um some of the patients will lose their weight. And you know what? The other thing I also recommend too is weight loss medications as well. Yep. I personally don't prescribe them, but the colleagues I work with in my clinic do as an mm-hmm. adjunct because a lot Absolutely. of this is metabolic and hormonally driven. There is no shame in it. You take medications for blood pressure. You take medications for cholesterol and you totally. can help use, you know, get yourself back on track with just a boost of weight loss with some of these that work based on hormones. Mm-hmm. Just so you can get your mindset in a better place too, and motivate it. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to be on these meds forever. Um, but I think there's no shame or judgment in them if you need them. So that's kind yeah. of where I come, especially if you have insulin resistance, PCOS, like all of these right. things, these are real medical conditions. So that's yeah. kind of where I I direct patients as well. Yeah,
1: no, I love that. Um. Again, and, and you know, I think sometimes folks are looking for some some really sexy, like f- some set plan. And it's like, no, it's just going back to basics. And that is almost always where I I start right out of the gate with my clients making sure that we have those things established because you can't even layer on, like you're saying, fancy meal plans or eating you know all these different things that maybe look cool. You can't even do those things until we have this this established. And if you are experiencing weight regain, like you're saying, going back to the basics and focusing on one thing at a time is realistic and it's achievable and it gets the momentum going. You know what I mean? You kind of get some victories and you're like, All right, cool. Let's keep going. And I think it's so, it just, I'm glad that you're saying it because I know I say it and it probably sounds, you know, I'm saying it all the time, but you got to start from where you are and we got to build and we can't jump to the end. Right out of the gate, right? We got to start and build yes. little building blocks. For you sure. know,
0: I say that too. And I, first of all, you don't need the liver shrink diet. You don't need all these juice cleanses. Yes. You don't need any of these things. Okay. Yes. That is not going to sustain your results, right? No. And I say to my patients, and you know, you've probably seen that picture where it's like there's a person looking up these stairs and there's two options. There's big stairs that get you to the top faster, and there's a lot of little stairs. And the, a lot of little stairs, is less overwhelming, but it gets you to the same place. And you might say, oh gosh, there's a lot of stairs there, but the time is going to pass anyway. So might as well work on something bit at a bit, but be consistent with it. And then you will start to see progress.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you.
0: Um, tell me a little bit about what do
1: you feel, um, or how do you feel about like the role of support groups um, in someone's post-operative journey? I, I know we're going to talk more about your business here, but I, I wanted to hear, you know, how you have utilized those in your practice, um, in your business. Talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, so um, bariatric clinics in general, they're required to do support groups and they, one every couple months, and most will do one on a monthly basis, in person or virtual. And because there's a lot of data behind how how helpful that is to sustain your results, just to check in, have that accountability. So it does come down to accountability. And it also comes down to vetting of information. Like it's coming from a clinician who is leading these support groups. And the reason is because you want to have information that's safe, that's medically sound. And so, um, you know, I started banana bariatrics because I just felt like patients needed more, like they needed more for me because I would see them every, I would see them more and more spaced out the first year and then after the first year it's like okay yeah every six months we'll get labs but then patients they really need it like our veteran patients they really need more support when it gets hard when it is like your weight loss is slowing down and the regain comes back because now there's this like freak out moment of like oh my gosh um i'm gaining weight or i've gained all my weight back and now i need a revision but you know, I don't want to go back because I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed that my surgeon gave this to me, whatever. However, like people, you know, our patients think about that. totally. And so I wanted a safe place that wasn't just a Facebook group for patients to come and to just like, there's no judgment. It's like, okay, weight regain happens in 20 to 30% of patients after surgery. It is a thing. It is real. So let's take the stigma away from it. And let's just offer encouraging and su- and positive support to patients who are all in the same boat, but it's like, you know, the elephant in the room, no one wants to talk about it. There is right. no shame about it, but better to just call it what it is. Okay. I've regained some weight. No big deal. Yeah. It is not about the weight regain. It is about your decision to get back on track or not. And a lot of the time you don't need a revision. You just need accountability more yeah. than more intensive than just the monthly support group. And you need it. So, so in banana, which is an online community support group, but we offer weekly clinician led support groups and also members Mm -hmm. lead it too, because it's not about us as, as facilitators. It's about the family. We're like a small and intimate family inside banana sure and i love that because yeah. it's the accountability of like kim hey you said you're going to be working on this this week like you That's can right. buy it you know what i mean it's yeah. like if you've ever been to the gym you go to a workout class and you've got that person you kind of stand next to even if it's yes. in the back of the class you guys laugh at each other because you miss the zumba moves it's like oh that was embarrassing yeah. and yeah. then kim, it's like i don't show up next week you're like uh kate were you, were, Where are were were you? you totally. <laughs> That's what it is inside. You're not a number in the crowd. It's like you actually have a presence. People yeah. care about you. It is a family and they want you to be successful. You say right. something, they may not agree with it. It's not to tear you down. It's like, oh, well, you could do that or you could do something else in a constructive way. So you just feel like it's a safe place to land to help you get back on track, to get back into that bariatric mindset again without judgment, you know, totally. to lose the, the regain. And so, Anyway, you can tell I'm a little excited about it because I'm really passionate about it. And it's a beautiful blend of like family and community and support that's encouraging, but also medically supervised from a place of, you know, with my experience, I can kind of look for red flags. Now I'm not there as a provider. I'm not there to clinically diagnose or treat any of the members inside Banana, but I can say, all right, listen, this is a red flag. Like you got to talk to your dietitian about this. You got to go see your surgeon about this and you nip things in the bud early before they can run away and become a problem that could need surgery. Like we don't want to go there. We want to prevent, you already had surgery, so let's keep you safe and let's get you back to achieving your health goals. So yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I love that you have that. And I, I, I think that having an online support group like that, like you said, to keep kind of create a safe environment no judgment just trying to learn how can i do something different how can i do something better and we learn from each other because a lot of times you might find something that's like oh my gosh how did i not even think of this and someone in the group is experiencing the exact same you know situation you know struggle obstacle and this had worked for them it may or may not work for you but at least you've heard other options and sometimes just you know, opening your mind to other, you know, things out there, other ideas from folks can be so helpful to kind of get you back on track. And that's what I love about support groups. I know I I, I ran support groups for what, 10 years, uh, where I used to work, and um, we did them once a month, like you were saying, but I love that yours are more frequent, and, and people have the option to attend them. Tell us a little bit about kind of how yeah. that works inside a banana bariatrics, like how folks, yeah. you know, how often they can come not come. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for asking. Um. So, Banana bariatrics inside, we have weekly support groups and they're live. So they're an hour and, you know, bariatrics is a mix of all different specialties dieticians, psychologists, exercise specialists, right? Like yeah. it's the gamut. And so when I, when I'm choosing speakers for these support groups, I really am just listening to whatever, you know, people want inside. What yeah. do you guys want help with? Huh? Where are you struggling. And then I bring an expert in and they speak on that. And so it's like, wow, okay, you're getting direct access to these people. And if you can't make it live, we have a website. And so that's like our platform and our content vault, which yeah. I love because I'm type A, I'm an organizational freak. Things need need to have a place they have to go somewhere so i'm like cool yeah. all right so we got yeah. all the replays in this vault so which is great because when new people come in they're like cool i'm not missing anything i can catch up or i yeah. can rewatch it and just like your podcast these episodes are great because you can go back you're like Tell i it. missed that and it's not like it was a live support group from your bariatric group where it's like one and done and it's kind of over moving on totally. right it's like always there and the other thing is like i love patient education and so I've created a lot of courses, like a back on track course, which is a three month course. And we talk about bariatric nutrition and movement and mindfulness. And it's, and it's self-driven it's 12 weeks of a course. And so they can go in and I do bite-sized pieces, little videos, and they can just go through the course on their own time. And that's the choose your own adventure part that I really love. It's like, they can pick and choose what they need. And then we also, you know, a lot of, bariatric patients are on Facebook. So we have our own private Facebook group. So if you're like the person that's on Facebook every day, multiple times a day, we are too. And we're just like high-fiving each other. And that's where the engagement and support and accountability is. Um, So it just all kind of, it really is a choose your own adventure based on what your needs are, how much education you want, how much like live support you want, how much community feel you want. And so it kind of covers the gamut in both of those platforms. I,
1: I love that. I love that so much. I love I love what you do because I think the support in our in our community, It's like you said, sometimes we get kind of maybe outside of our surgical center in terms of maybe they discharge you, you don't see them anymore and or you move and you know you're just not nearby where that support was that you had received in the first, you know, six to 12 months post-op or maybe a little longer. But most of the time when I talk to folks, they're just like, yeah, I'm just looking for a community of people that like are doing the same thing that I do. You know, like Mm -hmm. uh, how many endurance runners are there out there that have had bariatric surgery? Well, there's not a ton, but in, you know, when I work with people, we try to tie each other together. We answer questions together. And and I think support groups are so helpful for that because I know that the research has shown that folks that have had bariatric surgery do better who engage in support groups for life. Um, And so- I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because I think it's such an important and helpful resource and it really helps you on your journey. And so I think what you're doing over in banana bariatrics is such a great resource and tool. Thank, Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Well,
0: and it's fun. Okay. So this is my last piece I have to say is yeah. I believe wholeheartedly that you cannot take life so seriously and there has totally. to be there has to be fun. Okay. Support groups can sometimes be like, wah, wah, like you have to inject fun in it. Right. And so you appreciate this because you're into sports exercise. Right. So, so we wanted to do a buddy system. So we made what we call banana teams. All right. Lots of banana puns and, and banana bariatrics. You have to, and you're probably wondering why banana bariatrics? Yes. Okay, so banana reactions comes down to when the sleeve gastrectomy, when you remove that 75% of your stomach, you're left with a, a stomach that's in the shape of banana, okay? So yes. we have, you know, support groups we call splits, um, banana splits. We have um, banana teams, okay? So this is where I'm going. So we love a little healthy competition, super fun, all right, in a great place. So at first, we were doing little pairings of people based on hobbies. Do you like gardening? Cool. This is the gardening group. But you name your group whatever you wanted to. So we had a season for three months and every single week is a new health and wellness challenge, right? Just drink 64. And some of it's in alignment with bariatrics, right? Drink 64 ounces of water, fine. But others is like, okay, make sure you get out and enjoy fall in some way, right? So we have fun with it. And then they get points for attendance of support groups or for watching a replay or all these things. And we have a leaderboard and we have these like plastic banana trophies that the team wins at the end of the season. (laughs) And so this year, this season, we're on season six or five. So we're, um, we're just doing individual. So everyone's kind of competing for Uh, themselves, but it's just so, so, so fun. Um, We do battleship support groups sometime. We just have like a banana party as a support group sometime. We have members lead their own support groups too. Too. And actually, this mm-hmm. kind of points to being an alignment of people, like niching right. down a little bit of your interest. Um, sure. Some patients, side banana, really want to work on meal prep, yes. and so the platform, the website we have, is just kind of like Facebook, where you can have your own group. And so there's sure. a meal prep group in there, and so that's just oh, a that's awesome. repository. You want to, you find a cool recipe, you dump it in there, and now everyone has access to it if you're in that group. Um, and even members lead their own cooking support group that we rotate it. every couple of months and they just come on and they're like, all right, in the kitchen today, we are making a chicken pizza and mini burgers, right? That was I the last thing that we did. we yeah. are a women supporting women group. It's just a raw yeah. place, not recorded where patients should just come and talk about real life stuff. So yeah. that's what I love is just, it's small, but it's personalized and it's led by it. the members that are inside banana to be what you guys need it to be. So.
1: Absolutely. Oh, so cool. I appreciate that. Well, can you tell the audience a little bit more about where they can learn about you or contact you or also about Banana Bariatrics?
0: Yes, absolutely. So if you want to contact me, uh, my email is info at banana bariatrics.com. And my name is Kate. Uh, To learn more about banana, it's banana bariatrics.com. All of you Facebookers, you can go and search for our group, um, the main public group, not the private banana group, but the main public group is bariatric weight loss support group. And lastly, Instagram, we're new on Instagram, brand new. Yeah. We talk about this, Kim. We're like, yes, social media (laughs) platform. It's banana.bariatrics. You can find us. So come and hang out. We would love to connect. I would love for you to join banana. We do offer a trial. Um, $1 for a week. So you can just come in, you get access to everything, look around, see if it's a good fit. If not, you're out of luck. That's it. Um, life moves on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, please go and give her a follow. Go check out Banana Bariatrics because you've got so many great resources. And I just love everything about, you know, the the support group and the support inside it and the community that makes it feel safe and non judgmental. And you bring in experts, you have, you know, supports led by your patients, which I think is great. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Kim, for being here. I really yeah. appreciate it. No, I'm it? so glad.
1: No, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with you in a couple weeks too. And you're inside your group. That'll be really fun. Can't wait to have you. Ooh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. All right, you guys. Well, listen, you can watch the full episode of this podcast on my YouTube channel, the Active Bariatric Nutrition channel. So go check it out. Subscribe to it. Give it a like if you don't mind. Um, and also, um, if you don't mind, just share this podcast with someone that you think would find this information helpful, really trying to spread the word and get out Good science-backed information for bariatric patients so that we have more info out there to our community that can be very helpful for you. So please, if you don't mind sharing this podcast, I would so appreciate that. And you can also follow me on my social media, which is at ActiveBariatric on Instagram. I also have TikTok and Facebook, Active Bariatric Nutrition. And then certainly if you are lear- wanting to learn more about my one-to-one bariatric nutrition coaching services, please go to my website, which is ActiveBariatricNutrition.com. And you can even schedule a free discovery call and we can learn more about each other. So I appreciate your time, Kate. Thank you again for being here today. And guess what, you guys, we're going to do this again next week. Have a great day, everybody.